Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 115, Dune. Hello and welcome to this sandy edition of the LodgeCast. I'm Elijah West. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Good morning. Brother Lucas in the back. Fear is the mind killer. And taking this journey to Arrakis with us, Lodge Mistress Billy. So happy to be here. (sighs) It is a morning show in Arcadia at the Santa Anita Mall. Arcadia, Arrakis. Is this this our first LodgeCast at the Santa Anita Mall? Absolutely. 100%. It is a crisp fall, foggy London morning here in Arrakis, Arcadia. It's perfect. It's perfect. (laughs) Oh, we're about to finally embark on the journey that is Dune. With a day and date release on what HBO Max? Ouch! Yeah, oh. big ouchie. The director Denis Villeneuve. How do you spell Denis it? Denis Villeneuve. De, de, no, de, Denis Denis Denis. Hold on, Denis, hold on, Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve is reportedly very not on board with that. Nonplussed. <laughs> but. You know, we're we're not gonna watch it on HBO. We're going to the theater as it's intended. Going to the Dolby. Dolby. Yes, the projector is still on. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is our history with Dune? I feel like Lucas, you probably go the deepest because Bishki and I just saw 1984 Dune very recently. Well, same. I mean, I'd grown up seeing the original 84 Lynch version, but I didn't watch it as an adult until last year, like two months into the pandemic. Oh, wow. wow. That's good pandemic watching. Mm. How many bones? I gave it one bone because even though I did not read <laughs> Frank Herbert's source novel, watching Lynch's version, I felt act one was too long. Act two was too short and act three was just right. But unfortunately, it didn't really land for me. And I just thought, man, Lynch should have just focused on one aspect of the book, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's not a conventionally structured movie by any means. They're trying to force in too much stuff. But to me, that's what makes it amazing. Yes. What a what a singular, strange film. Weird vision. I mean, it opens with this giant bathtub fish tank brain floating in it. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck am I showing my children? You know, you're, you're like with like your yeah. family, you know. Uh, All the kids who thought they were getting Return of the Jedi. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love thinking about that. 
Lodge Mistress Millie, what's your history with Dune? Did you grow up on the spice? I read the book really early, like too early. I didn't understand any of the words. So I, I remember <laughs> nothing. But my dad had like a bit, he was a big sci-fi fan and he had this whole bookcase. It was just sci-fi. And I was like, oh, this looks great. Your daddy was a Dune freak. Yeah, he really liked that book. Um, and then I saw it with you guys. And I mean, I just love the costumes. I, I loved the uh, the wackiness. So I, wacky. I cannot Sweatiness. wait. The sweaty. I cannot. The love story was so brief. And the love story is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it, was Young, it was terrible. She just shows up and they're in love. Yeah. They yeah. are instantly in love. That's the way yeah. you did it in, in 80, 84. Is that right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, so I'm excited to see it. I want to see the visuals. It couldn't possibly be as wacky as David Lynch is doing. Like, it feels like we're doing a very serious, somber mm -hmm. attempt to do justice to the source novels. Because you talk to any dude that's read the source books, and it's the Bible. It's like, oh my God, untouchable, amazing. It's like know. Lord of the Rings. It's, yes. it's yeah. that kind of reverent, yeah, it's, iconic. I have not heard anyone, milestone. man or beast, speak ill at all about the source material. So I imagine that there's a deep call to do it, you know, actual justice. And this yeah. movie is supposedly part one of two planned movies. And right? they haven't greenlit part two yet. Omniscient editorial note, they greenlit Dune 2. They're Which waiting, is crazy. They're yeah. waiting to see how this oh, does wow. on HBO Max. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you shoot both films back to back yeah. and then release part two six months or a year later to capitalize off the momentum of it or something? Yeah. Or the binge, yeah. the binge watching ability or exactly. whatever. But like now it's like you're never going to get part two. And <laughs> I if don't do. No yeah, one's going to. This might be the win. only doing we get. That yeah. reminds me of the Divergent series. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I think there were four planned. There were three or four. And by the time part two rolled around, the public was not craving any more divergence. Yeah. And the third one was going to go straight to video. And the star was like, uh, I wasn't contracted to go straight to video. And then they just didn't make it. Yeah. So it <laughs> happened with Chronicles of Narnia, too. Yeah. yeah. They just ditched Aww. it. They just ditch it. Just Oof. these fucking ditched franchises. Yeah. So uh, Tom Cruise is the mummy. Oh, Ooh. the dark, the whole universal dark universe <laughs> is fucking Man, dead in the they, water. They shit their pants in the drive-thru. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so. let's talk about Denis, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Uh, I saw Sicario. I really, that was my first introduction to him. I really liked Sicario. Really, really liked that one. Arrival and Blade Runner 2049, visually appreciated uh, I really liked Arrival. I did too. I think Arrival might be my favorite of his. Yeah. 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 So sad. Um, so sad. But he's very serious. So we're definitely getting a serious dude. And how long is this picture? 235 standing on that, our heads. That seems good because you know, when I saw the Lynch version, what hit me was this is Lawrence of Arabia meets Star Wars. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's epic. It needs to be seen in a long kind of format like for once i will not complain about the runtime because i think we need it <laughs> well we'll see about that <laughs> brother bishke are you gonna take a little bathroom break before this one uh i'm gonna take my investor coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i'm 
Which is a diuretic. Ten, yes, sh yeah. ten shares of AMC might make me go to the restroom at some point. Yep, we'll AMC gives their investors free perks. Fringe benefits. I've had this free coffee sitting on my oh, app for a while. Babe. But what I've heard, this is the rumor that we'll try to oh, dispel okay. today. I've heard that they never have the coffee. So they just ah. offer you a, a, a regular drink in its place. So hmm. let's see if you actually get that coffee today. Well, I got it once and it took them like 20 minutes to prepare. Exactly. But I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's they had to go buy it from like, Starbucks. Oh, you want coffee? Oh, we got, oh. A, uh, we got some stuff oh. to do. But this isn't, talk was it an early mind. movie, Bishop? It's not a 10 a.m. show, which is what we got. So. They're probably yeah. brewing it. <laughs> We're probably brewing it for the employees right now. Yeah. Oh my God. I definitely need something. Well, let's go get jacked up with spice. Keep our eyes open and our ears alert. The Melange. Flow. We're going to Arrakis, folks. Love and light. Love and light. playing with power desert power <laughs> what a way to start your day guys jesus christ we're back yeah we're in the back. outer reaches <laughs> first off this mall is insane yeah Podmaster and i when we were stumbling in and wonder it was like that eerie calm before the storm it yes, was like george was romero's day of the dead there's like nobody nobody in there. was here and it felt like we were in a different state or country or something. Like <laughs> or we, we state of mind. No longer in Kansas Yeah, you could really see the lights. There's an there's a fake eyelash vending machine. Only mm. eyelashes. Mm. I didn't notice that. Wow. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's a special place. And when we came out of the theater, that food court was packed. Beehive yeah. of activity. Bumping. Bustling. It, it felt like the before times almost, minus yeah. the masks. It was full before times. And we saw Dune Part 1 on screen. The title is Dune Part 1. Mm -hmm. Kind of false advertising because in all the trailers I saw, they never said it was Part 1. Right. So yeah. right off the bat, you're kind of like, what? Is it Part 1? I bet a lot of people... I, there's a lot of people who, who know nothing of the Duneverse coming in and saying, uh, Part 1, and then... <laughs> That's the that's gonna be the least of their confusion. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I tell you, it's like it's it's crazy to see it so close to rewatching or watching the David Lynch version for the first time. Yeah, like just seeing how it is treated differently. They're like know? apples and potatoes, ladies and gentlemen. I guess. Well, before we get into it, Bishy, what's that shot? Sorry, Bishy. No, <laughs> no, no problem. Fra, don't forget about the schnapps, please. I can't forget. What's happening? I can't forget. 
I'm just so excited about, about that spice. I'm hopped up on spice. My eyes are glowing blue. Okay, here we go. From the RottenTomatoes.com, Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the dangerous planet in the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people as malevolent forces explode into... <laughs> Very malevolent <laughs> forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence. Only those who can conquer their own fear will survive, period. Nice. Mysterious. Very mysterious. Mm. Do they ever call the spice by its proper name, melange? Mm. I didn't I hear didn't that. Hear that. I, I did not hear spice. that. But what's interesting is I didn't hear a lot of the dialogue, and I oh, realized yes, that like a week or two ago, I got an email from AMC saying, would you be mad if we had closed captioning in our movie theaters? Wow. And I was like, oh, really? Well, no, I wouldn't be mad, but I probably wouldn't use it. I mean, I use closed captioning at home sometimes, but... There was he- definitely a lot... Of dialogue that gets lost in the sauce and <laughs> gets oh, lost yeah. in the spice. In the boom. In the boom. And there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue. Now, I couldn't think of a more perfect morning film. It's such a journey that it it just feels right that we started in the morning, we 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 cracked the egg, we had our <laughs> breakfast, and now it deposited us into the afternoon. Yeah, midnight would have knocked. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! I wouldn't no. have survived. I, I didn't. Have, I didn't have any edibles. No marijuana. It's and like I need to stay focused here. And thirty solid minutes of trailers. Oh. Thirty. Oh. But I did notice, even though there were more trailers this time, they they omitted the Nicole Kidman. Uh, She's gone. Ad. Yep. Yeah. They, yep. I think they got a lot of negative feedback from people going really? like, "Why Damn. am I watching this commercial before my we, movie?" Well, we enjoyed it to its fullest extent <laughs> while <laughs> I was here, guys. Yeah, we were in the theater where they filmed that commercial. I don't believe it's gone. In the spot where Nicole would usually make her famous walk towards the AMC, the movie just starts with a black screen and a like low rumble strange voice and the caption is something to the effect of dreams are messages from the deep. The deep. The deep. Yes. You're right. It was very abrupt. There was no Warner Brothers logo. I was, it just like throws cold water on I your face. I was expecting Kidman's We were expecting Kidman 100%. <laughs> and we get dreams are messages from the deep. We're in. Yeah. And this movie is chock-a-block full of beautiful people. Let's talk Timmy Chalamet, shall we? Uh, our boy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. Timmy Chals. I mean, he's like CG Almost in in his perfection. Like Oscar Isaac is here too, who's a snack, and he had the best hair previously in the card counter. But God damn it, Chalamet, your hair is perfect in this, yeah. even when it's windswept and dune swept. I thought about Chalamet's uh, hairstylist. I was like, man, oh. whoever they are, they got the best job in showbiz. Oh my God, <laughs> just luscious, perfect curls. Millie, did you did you notice the beauty of this baby Adonis? <laughs> Chosen no, baby I, Adonis. I there were times when I was like, I I don't normally see his appeal. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I did think he was very beautiful. But but he's but he's so thin and reedy. He's very reedy, yeah. and they, so it that sort of scrawny. takes away from it for me. And then your super crush shows up to tell no, him as no, much. Jason Momoa is here, oh, and he's like, Momoa. "You've gained muscle," and he's like, "Have I?" And he's like, "No." Momoa needs to be a professional wrestler. Like everywhere just... you turn. And speaking of beautiful, from beautiful to beautiful, we got Javier Bardem, 
Oh, yeah. We got Rebecca Ferguson, who I thought did an amazing job. Yes. Holy shit. Like, and we get flashes of Zendaya. Oh, flashes yes. of Zendaya. So many flashes of Zendaya. I'm sure that all the studio notes were like, we need a little flash of Zendaya. A little more. <laughs> we need another <laughs> flash of Zendaya here. Yeah. It needs more. I got a fever and it needs more Zendaya. Exactly. Hashtag flashes of Zendaya. And I didn't know that we're not even going to touch the plot because come on, nah. it's fucking Dune. But I didn't know the Baron was, is that Stellan Skarsgård? That's Stellan, yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. Fat, fat I, suit technology is out of control right yeah, now. I wouldn't have known, but I knew it going into it. I had yeah. no clue. I was like Gary oh. Oldman. I don't know. And like you see even in the previews, Colin Farrell as the penguin, unrecognizable. Yeah. Got Jared Leto, House of Gucci, House of fat Gucci, suit. fat suit, Sarah Paulson, impeachment, primo fat suit. Oh yeah, this is the golden age of fat suit technology. Mm-hmm. And the Baron, very, very reserved compared to very the Lynch, reserved the Lynch version. But there's that definite, you know, ickiness to him. There's the ickiness, and there's the very obvious shout out to Marlon Brando. In Apocalypse Now, the first shot you see of the bear, and he's rubbing oh, yeah. his head mm. exactly like Brando, and he he later on he arises from like the healing oils, yeah, just like Martin Sheen. So everything in this is a little like exactly like I thought. It's it's more stoic. It's more gray, re- gray, reverent. You know, yeah. Hans Zimmer's um, got the wailing. Oh my god. <laughs> I love the music. I didn't know it was Zimmer, but now that when I saw his name on there, I'm like, yeah. No, it makes sense because Blade Runner 2049, I thought Zimmer got a little overbearing. (laughs) But here it's just the drones. I mean, I mean, it just shakes your Dolby subwoofer seat. And and there's like there's like this like stuttering percussion that I really liked that that I I can't even explain it. I'll, I'll put in a clip right now. Especially in the Dolby, that shit pumps you up. You this, know, this volume was hot in this theater too. Yeah. It was so it was hot, really oh, hot. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the floor was like shaking underneath us. Yeah, like every cut parts. I felt, every cut in the in the edit, I just felt. The like, only <laughs> reason I'm happy that this is on HBO Max is that I can now go home and like crank it on my <laughs> surround sound and like calibrate it to this, <laughs> and maybe try to pick up some of that dialogue that we didn't hear, but. To me, even losing some of that dialogue, like a lot of it was seemingly like muttered incantations of some ancient text. It's an atmosphere piece to me, you Mm -hmm. know, like I didn't need to dot every I and cross every T to get it, you know? Yeah. And I might be alone in that. I mean, if you're coming in not knowing anything, like this is some Lord of the Rings Hobbit shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like this is like... There's a lot of exposition, yes. yeah, mm. and, and it does explain things probably, and everything's pretty clear. But it's it not, doesn't hold your it's hand. Not, it's not bizarre. Yeah. Do we see the emperor in this movie? They kept no. referring to him. No. no. So it's Harold. Uh, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I don't remember who he was in the Lynch version, yeah, but I, uh, I was kind of confused. I, I thought the Baron might have been the emperor, but no, I'm, no he's the Baron. No. So who's yeah. the emperor? Yeah, we don't see the emperor yet. They save a lot for part two, and. I noticed in this movie, the break where this film ends is exactly the point in the Lynch version where I'm like, 
wait, is this over? Oh, shit, it ain't over? Because Lynch keeps going. Yeah. But mm-hmm. crams, like, whatever, you know, film two of this is going to be, Lynch crams into, like, the last 30 minutes of, of his tune. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, like, you get your epic battle. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, it's winding down. But then no. I looked at my watch. It's like, no, we got 45 minutes You left. can't look at your watch. Yeah. Yeah, and I looked at my watch like an hour 45. <laughs> and just because I was kind of lost, I was like, where are we? This feels like the end of that. You guys got to stop looking at your watches. You got to yeah. get swept up those, in the dune of those it. Those 30-minute trailers really throw your internal oh, clock off. Oh, was like Lucas. Oh, my God. It really throws your I'll clock off. I'll give you off. that. But and, and the trailers were all crazy. It was like Pixar, Batman, <laughs> comedy. It was like, everything. And yeah. last night in Soho. Oh, again, I can't I, see that trailer. Oh no, God, I, or, or the film. But I do know that after Bishki checked his watch, that set the stage for another Bishki bathroom blooper. <laughs> Bishki's bathroom bloopers. Sorry. Yup, what I miss, guys. I see Bishki leaving, and I'm like, oh, shit's about to go down again. I saw out of the corner of my eye, but to his credit, he he had his investor coffee, he had his iced tea, <laughs> I did. and this was, like, this was like at least two hours in, like with trailers included. No, yeah. no, I, I, no, I looked at my watch, I was like, I got 45 minutes left, I gotta go to the back. I cut you no slack on this So what one. I missed, what I missed. You left, and Jason Momoa, uh, aka Duncan Idaho's big last stand, his big heroic last stand, you missed all that shit. He, he but he, he well. lived or he, no? Oh, he died. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you missed the ballad of Duncan Idaho. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, we weren't all sitting together. We were the sleeper cell seats this time. So I, yeah, yeah. I think I saw Bishki out of the Bishke's, corner of my eye. Oh, y'all weren't sitting beside each other? <laughs> no, I was no. in row E. No, oh. we were we were spread out to divide and conquer. Yeah, no, it was it was a it was a packed crowd, and but the crowd was silent, totally silent. silent. Yeah, not one because it's a somber movie, so. Yeah. There's not, there's hardly, you know, maybe like two laughs through the whole movie and then right. silence. Yep. Yeah. The style of fighting is called the weirding way. <laughs> and this movie just kind of offhand mentions it. Like Javier Bardem is kind of swallows his line where it's like, uh, she knows weirding. <laughs> like that, like. There, there are certain aspects that Lynch like triple underlined. Like yeah. he loved talking about the weirding way, and this one's kind of like trying to yeah. not really focus oh, on the wording of this it. This was trying to tone down. <laughs> this was trying to tone down all the weirdness. Yeah, like like the like the the desert walk. They're like, yes. oh my god, we have to do this embarrassing desert walk. Oh, this is stupid. <laughs> like they hate it. Where Lynch would have leaned into that. Yeah, the yeah. desert walk is a special walk they have to do in the, in the sand to avoid the rhythmic patterns that would attract a sandworm, a giant yeah. sandworm. And w- once they put masks on, they speed up the dialogue to a real quick, like a quicker clip. So Chalamet's like, we got to walk this special way, mom. You got to walk this way. Look at this. Okay. And here we go. <laughs> and I thought they were going to do it for a laugh, but they don't even do that. Like, no, like, no, he's just like, we got to keep it serious. I think there's one laugh in this movie and <laughs> yeah. that's when they meet Javier Bardem and he spits and at first they take offense, but yeah, it's so meant. Thank you for sharing your, uh, your lubrication, your water, your, your bodily fluid, your, uh, yes, your body's sure. moisture. Yeah. Yes. Your <laughs> yeah. body's moisture. That was the big laugh. That was it. It was funny. It was very funny. And in a movie that is so serious, you need that. And Momoa, God bless him, but I don't know about his acting. Like <laughs> He's like a professional wrestler to me, even though he's not. It's and, like we're getting like John Cena in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we got Dave Bautista, who stars with 
Momoa in the Apple TV original series C, which is hilarious unintentionally, and everybody should check it out. <laughs> but they're back together in this. But yeah, like Lodge Mistress, what did you think of the acting overall? Like, let's I mean, talk overall, acting. I thought it was really good. Like, like really good. I, I mean, I, I thought it was really good. Momoa isn't great, a great actor. But he's got that glee. He's but, got that Travolta yeah, twinkle like, in his eyes. He, he was good though when he's not really speaking. You know what I mean? Which, when he's just eye candy. When, well, no. And then when he's like kind of walking and fighting, and I mean, there is acting in that as well. Sometimes I sure. think it's harder to do silent acting than verbal. But sure. Sometimes he doesn't deliver the lines 100% believably, <laughs> but I, I, you know, cut him some credit. What do you think about Oscar Isaac in this? I thought he was Stoic? really good. I thought it should have been Kyle McLaughlin as the Duke. Oh. Who is it? To, to, he's the original Timmy Chalamet in the Lynch version, but yeah. he's the right age oh. to play oh, great. like an elder statesman, you know, regal royal Duke. And I was thinking, gosh, I think Oscar Isaac's only maybe 15, 16 years older than Timmy Chalamet. So it yeah. didn't really work for me, that casting. I it felt like Denis wanted Oscar Isaac. He wanted Timothy. It's like, I don't I care. I don't think about... Denis is, is <clears throat> caring at all. All about any sort of Lynchian fan service with no. No. Oh, no, I know it's not just Lynchian fan service. It's just that like McLaughlin physically resembles Timothy Chalamet more than Oscar Isaac does. <laughs> that's period. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> that's a full stop right there. Pretty much note for note, we get uh, Charlotte Rampling as the the witch who tests Paul's uh, fear yeah, threshold, the Queen Mother or whatever. Yeah, and. Again, like you see so much influence that this story had on filmmakers. Like the movies that came after this book was written, Phantasm rips that box shit off. Oh, wholesale. For Whole sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It, Phantasm well, rips off a lot of different things, but it works. <laughs> it just makes it its own. It but makes I agree. It hilarious. But, but I agree. Phantasm rips it off and only emits one word from the dialogue. In this, it's <laughs> Fear is the mind killer. And in Phantasm, it's Fear's the killer. <laughs> That's the only change it made. And back then, Don Coscarelli, the director of Phantasm, would probably be like, ah, Dune people will get it, but nobody else will know. And that you predates know? Lynch's movie by five years. Yes, so it's it actually does. pretty cool that he thought of making that his own. And why not? And motherfucking Star Wars? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. the voice and the force. Yeah. Are the same. And yes. Tatooine. Yes. <laughs> and instead of lightsabers, they have katana blades. Oh yeah. my God. It's yeah. it's the same shit. When was the book published? I forget. 65, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's right, wow. right in that fucking pocket where George Lucas is like, and, mm. and was Frank Herbert yeah. Dune like a like hate Ashbury acid head who like Rode the school bus or that, whatever? I don't know. The magic bus? I don't know about Frank. I don't know what his... We admittedly his don't know much about the source material no. of these films, but... But I have a suspicion that this is pretty damn faithful. It seems like Like, it. I think it's doing service... It's in doing the way that, service. In the way that Lord of the Rings and Hobbit series did service to the book fanboys like, yeah i think this one is doing that yeah and i haven't looked at any reviews i have no idea how it's being received but same I, I have to imagine that there's nerd saliva all over this it's beloved i'll just say that it's got <laughs> it's gotta be beloved I thought that this one did. Let's talk the, between the two versions. Mm. I really liked about this one that I thought that the exposition was delivered better. It, yeah. it, it, was, it was parsed <laughs> out in smaller, you know, bits. And a lot of it was just visual. 
Exposition. Yeah, and a lot of it was visual, that's true. And like I I also really liked the way they sort of he sort of heightened the nature, kind of like Terrence Malick or something. Like, yeah. like often they would like uh the the guy would Paul would run his hands through water or put his hand against a rock or feel yeah. the sand. But I liked that. It it made me feel like this was a world that was his. And you get that you know? he's yearning for the sands of Arrakis. And when when he first sets foot on Arrakis, like a lesser filmmaker would just have him get out of the sideways copter or whatever the dragonfly thing is and just like get out and run, you know. But this really focuses on his first step onto the sand. You know, feet, he feels shoes. it. He's like, fuck. Like you get by the end when he's like, I ain't going off world, mom. This is my fucking path. You're like, fuck, yes, it is. I totally get it. You know, you totally understand. And just just the lovingly photographed sand dunes, you know, almost looking like, you know, waves in the ocean. It's, I it's did fantastic. I really like the spice in, yeah. in the, <laughs> the visuals of the spice in the sand. Yeah. That was probably my favorite visual. Like, yeah. And I, and I wanted more spice. I wanted more yes, spice. I wanted too. more hallucinations from yes. the spice, not just Zendaya no, flashbacks. Not, not just flashes of Zendaya. I, because Lynch does that. Lynch, Lynch takes he'll, you on some trips. He'll take tri- you there. He takes you on some, <laughs> he takes you on some melange trips. And this movie keeps it pretty grounded. Like, it, 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 it he'll be like, you know, when he first gets his flash of it, it's just yeah. Zendaya, and then it doesn't take you off on a, a visual trip, really. No, it's it's keeping you focused on the path. Yeah. And I know some people who also haven't seen the Lynch version, because, you know, when we were watching it, we, we tried to get a tribe together to, to experience it. And they were worried about, you know, sullying this with watching Lynch first. I think they go hand in hand. Like I was on board completely through every second of this, even though I kind of knew the arc of what was going to happen. Like they're just two different ways of doing the assignment, wildly different ways. You know, I think it affected me. It'll come out in my bones, but Lynch's version really (laughs) impacted me and set you on a path and set me on a path (laughs) that I can't visualize otherwise. Uh, Right, right, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing I loved about Lynch's that wasn't in this one was the was the um, Harkonnen guy, the mm-hmm. judge. You know, that the whole of Harkonnen was so much more terrifying to me in Lynch's version mm-hmm. than in this version. You mean the Baron? Yeah, the Baron. But Sorry, they also yeah. had, I think they also had a bigger role in the Lynch's version here. Oh, they're yeah, they're yeah. really almost like just an Background. afterthought. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was more like, I feel like this is dramatically just way more effective to be, you're, the way you're introduced to the Baron in the beginning is so much scarier mm-hmm. yeah. than this introduction. And when that guy's like, the Harkonnen, they're really, you know, hardcore. And then we got that introduction. I was like, that's not really setting them up to be so hardcore. They're just like, goth. Yeah, like, they're just kind of goth and they're Ball just the goth. bad guy. But, but even though Lynch's was, like, super weird and they had that weird red hair, they were terrifying to me. And and I miss that in this version. Yeah. Yes, and, same. And a lot of that seed was probably planted when you were a youngling as well. You know, like just seeing that then. But I do agree, like going full Grand Guinal on the design of these Harkonnen people would serve this well. Like, but I just mean like what he actually does. Because in the first one, he like, he like kills that guy. You know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. get his, what his 
guts or something. He like, and he's like related to him. I can't really remember, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's more his actions even than the look, right? You know, and we were like, and it made you feel like, oh well, you know that that doctor's wife who he's got, like we know he's like torturing her and doing really bad stuff to her because we saw him do it, right? And in this one, it's all very muted and not shown. You can just kind of imagine that the Baron's not going to keep his word <laughs> with this traitorous doctor. Is there any any other thoughts? What do you guys think of the sandworm design? Again, Star Wars, Sarlacc yeah, Pit. Yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, they hide it for a long time. It's just it's rumbling beneath the surface. But then, yeah, it's very Sarlacc Pit, even in this one. Like, But that's, of course... And that's that's kind of how they treat the action in this, too. It's very almost chill for like an hour. Mm -hmm. And then war breaks out. The battle breaks out. You finally see the sandworm, you know, action. To me, that was very effective to be so kind of muted for so long and then have this explosion of violence, you know, like... But I, I don't know. Like, I feel like some people are going to go to this and expect a little more consistent sci-fi action yeah. throughout. Mm. Or, or like an ending, like a great climax slash yeah. ending. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It's definitely open-ended. It's, it's table setting for the next film. I mean, it very I think much the is... last line is Zendaya saying, this is just the beginning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Which, that, it's like that Avengers MCU world building. Yes. And I was like, we need episodes. We need more. Odds on the next one happening. For, like, yes, I, think, I agree. I, I think it probably will. Oh, it, it has it to will. happen. It, it has will. to happen. Does David, David Zaslav is okay. taking over Warner Brothers. He's got this huge hole that Jason Kalar punched through, like all the talent relations with the debacle of the day and date thing, you know, okay. last year. Or early this year, or whatever. We're the inside so here. So yeah, yeah this is all hothead speculation, <laughs> prognostication. But I bet you five dollars, Zaslov kisses Denny's ass and says, "What? Whatever you want to do, just do it here. We love talent. We love you." So Denny can can write his own ticket for the second one. We I need guarantee, a I guarantee it. We need a hothead conspiracy theory slash prediction corner. Yeah, <laughs> but that's. That's for another time, and this is just the beginning. Let's go to <laughs> Dune Bones! Alright, we're gonna save Bishki's lurking like a sandworm under the surface. Uh, let's go to Lodge Mistress Millie. What are your Dune Bones uh, looking you know, like? I, I never checked my watch. I was always very intrigued by this film from start to finish. I love the way they started this film. And you know, in the, in the other one, they started with the prince, the emperor's daughter, which was very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. But like in this one, you know, they start with like the, the why this is important. They start with Zendaya's story of like, you know, people are taking from this yeah. planet. And I thought it was much more uh, intriguing way to begin. Much more, more 2021 thematic. as well. True. So I loved the beauty of this film. I love that this, I thought the sandworm was ugly and beautiful. Mm. I love the, you know, I just, you I love the, the Momoa of it all. I did love the Momoa. He wasn't my favorite part, but yeah, I I did. I, I really liked the, just the way he sort of blended like space as natural, space craft as natural and mm. like, and just like the world of sand and stone and water as natural. It was really interesting to me. I really liked the visuals and I was glad to have watched the other film recently because it I didn't have to get so bogged down in the exposition and get right. worried about it. You could just chill. And I, in fact, I got so much more this time because it was kind of my second time through. Yeah. So for me, this was definitely a three bone film three bones 
Oh, you're going to go higher with all that poetic uh, waxing you just did. Three it is. <laughs> Three it is. All right. I'm going to let Bishki lurk a little more. I'm yeah, gonna I want to know what LT is. I'm going to set my thumper down and uh, keep you wandering a little bit. LT, Dune Bones. Dune. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I walked into a dark theater uh, with the trailers already playing and found my seat amongst strangers. Uh, there was a man next to me to my right who was alone, and then there was a couple to my left, like I think on a date. Mm. Um, morning morning, morning date. Stone face, dead silent from start to finish. <laughs> I think I heard one clap in the back yep. when the movie ended. Yep, one clap. Someone I heard that. They must have worked on the film. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I never read the book. I wasn't uh, opposed to reading it, just no one ever gave it to me or recommended it. And then by the time I like heard about it, um, <clears throat> I think I heard about it when the sci-fi miniseries was getting made because like I yeah I knew Lynch's movie but before that but like I just never really got a hold of the source material but what's interesting nobody witnessed to you is that on screen <laughs> this is like the year 10,000 like 195 <laughs> yeah the year the year is so absurd that you, my eyes just stopped reading it halfway through the number and I was like uh, but, but it was interesting because I was like, wow, that's a long time from now. But then the movie started and I was like, really? Is this 10,000? This feels more like 3,000, you know? Yeah. Um, he still says to his mom, you good? Yeah. <laughs> they just, they're like some of the technology, like they had these headsets on, like when they were flying the dragonfly copters. And I'm like, really? In year 10,000, we're still using headsets? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. And, and with the Lynch's version, it's just like such a bold crazy batshit vision you know with Frank Herbert's source material but it's such a risk that movie yeah. yeah whereas this movie plays it totally safe there is no bold dangerous risky choices like at all and as much as I I like Timmy Shals, you know and Lady Bird <laughs> or call me by your name thank you to see him, yeah, as this leading man of House Atreides was like, oof. It was like Rebel Without a Cause or something. It was very emo, very <laughs> yeah. like over the top, <laughs> emotional. And and yeah, like there's there's very little, if if any levity at all throughout this. And as it like progressed, like at the beginning, I was so awed and wowed by the effects and, and the score and like the size and scope of it. Like definitely see it in the theater on an IMAX if you can. Yes. Yeah. Don't watch it on your phone, on your HBO Oof. Max app. Oof. Like so many people are fucking doing <laughs> right now. And shutting it off but, after an but hour. But yeah, by the time Ugh. I got to the end, or I should say the beginning, <laughs> I, I, I it left a lot to be desired. You know, mm. I just wasn't feeling it as much mm. as I should have. So, I mean, I'll give it two and a half bones because the, those ships, those spaceships look real. They're nice ships. Yes. Nice ships. All right. The sandworm's about to breach. Come on, Bishki. <laughs> um, I don't know if this book is adaptable, like, in terms of <laughs> being a movie, a contained, like, I don't know. It, it felt like... And I don't like the Lord of the Rings movies or the Hobbit movies, but it what? felt... It, it, <laughs> What's wrong with you? Too much like a TV show? Visually, it was much better than those, but it felt kind of like those in terms of its reverence for the source material. Oh, and hold on, time out. What? You don't make any distinction between the Lord of the Rings <laughs> movies and the Hobbit movies. No, it's all the same shit Oh, to me. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, Lord of the Rings is probably better. I only saw one of them, but... And I, oh. I, I walked out of the first half of the Hobbit movie. I don't like that shit. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> dropping bombs here, but... Uh, <laughs> 
But this one, I don't know, it just felt pretty stiff to me. Mm. Felt kind of like a chore. Mm. I, you know, I, I, I did like it visually in moments. Hans Zimmer's score was a little overbearing for me. <laughs> Maybe it's because it's like 10 a.m. in the morning, but I just wasn't. <laughs> I you weren't wa- feeling it. You weren't feeling I it. I wasn't feeling it. Ooh. And in the end, I give David Lynch's Dune two and a half bones Whoa. because of its visual imagination and fun. It's fun. This one is not fun to me. It's just somber and... It's just not crazy enough for the year 10,000. It's not Show crazy. Us weird it's shit. Not Show crazy. us as much weird shit as you can. I want to see it feels Timothy like Chalamet tripping balls on the, on the, on, uh, on the, what is it called? Spice? Spice melange. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. He's just, I don't know. I want to see him take a big bite of spice. Maybe that'll <laughs> be part two. This one edges out, uh, or Lynch's version gets a half bone more. Oh, I'll give man. this one two bones. Lynch... Mm. You made the best Dune. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this provocative. I mean, I agree with Brother Bishki because it feels like two bones to me, but the effects are just so, so good. good. It's like I can't knock it for that. You guys, yeah. You guys are nuts. All right. Well, I'm not a religious man by any means, but this was damn near the closest thing I've ever had to a religious experience. I was in for every frame of this. I was drinking it up. I was snorting that spice. The visuals, like, I could just watch this on mute all day. (laughs) I don't know where Dune was all my life, but it roared into my purview with David Lynch's version, which for me is three meaty, crazy bones, unfairly maligned. Yeah. Unfairly maligned. And this one, there's not much more to say. It's four bones. (laughs) I fucking... Loved it. Wow. And Bishki, you need to watch Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, with new eyes someday. Maybe when you're old and the gray. Uncut we'll Peter some, Jackson we'll versions. Take some, we'll take some acid or mushrooms and we'll take yeah. a journey together. Yeah. We'll take a 10-hour journey. We'll do what we have to do. <laughs> but this is this is fantastic. This is exactly, exactly what I want to see when the lights go down and the movie comes up. I'm not even a huge sci-fi guy, but... Something about this, something about the subdued chillness of it and the confidence of it and the confidence that comes with the filmmaking and the visuals of, yes, these these fucking giant ships. It's like everybody in the movie's in on a secret that they all fucking know. And I am on the edge of my seat trying to know it as well. What else? What else can you fucking ask for in a movie? Rare four bones. I'm sniffing wow. that spice, and I'm ready for part wow. two. Wow. <laughs> More flashes of Sendaya. Should, More flashes of Sendaya. We should see Dune part two in 4DX, where they blow sand in your face. Oh, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah. I want to smell the spice. Yeah. 4DX. When those sandworms are coming for you in part two, those seats are going to be just violently <laughs> tumbling and shaking and rocking us. We got to do it. Part Roll two, bar. 4DX. We're calling it right now. Uh, Chalamet's the future. That's what I know. King Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. King Timmy Chals. <laughs> all will, hail. We will all kneel before him in his weirding ways. <laughs> wow. Well... Thanks, Lodgemistress, for coming oh, out yeah. early yeah. in the morning yeah. to this mall. Anyway. Yeah. I loved how we, as we were driving east, we all pulled alongside each other on the freeway on the 210. And yes. then, like, 
exited at the same time just and lockstep. Pull, pulled into yeah. parking spaces side by side like it's a goddamn commercial. Oh, it was yeah. great. <laughs> we, sh- we should rob this place. We're I, so in sync. Yeah. No, I think we should be coming back to Arcadia because I, I, I like I, that. I yeah, that yeah this slick. is fun. Yeah. It was, was a great vibe here. Those seats yeah. were comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a clean theater. That was yeah. nice. And on our way out, they were training a new crop of ushers and I like the way the guy was talking to him. He's like, you wave to these people when they come out. You make yeah, them feel at me. home. I was like, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. Yeah. It's the first time I think I was ever thanked for coming. <laughs> this is going to be a great holy land for us. Yes. <laughs> this is the Arrakis Theater. The Arcadia Arrakis the Theater. Arcadia Arrakis. The Santa Arrakis. Keep sniffing that spice out there. See it in part two. Follow that love and that light. Love and light. Love and light. Love and light. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Hello, fellow lodgers. It's me, Brother Nathan, with my review of Dune. Well, to try to nutshell my whole experience, I had a very strong connection with Frank Herbert's novel through college. It's It spoke to me. I mean, it was a, it was a book about finding your place in a, in a, in a large universe. And, and it was, it was about a dreamer, you know, it was about this boy King dreaming of this girl on the desert. I mean, it was, it was very different science fiction than I had read before. And it was very strong in its world building smash cut to Denis Villeneuve, who is, is one of the strongest directors for me working right now. And he has put his diamond laser mind on this material. And because it's so dense, because it's so vast, because there's so many characters, it is a, a very challenging book to adapt and he has done it I mean he he has set up this first chessboard of worlds and the Harkonnen and Bene Gesserit and in such a way where it's completely understandable and so me that is the greatest triumph of Dune another thing he's done very successful is casting this film with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya I mean it's like it's like Titanic all over again you know it's this seemingly stodgy material that you think your audience nowadays isn't going to be into but you have two of the the most beautiful dreamy cherubic kids you know leading you all the way to the end so that's a very smart move because bringing dune to this new generation i mean it's going to get in their skin everybody's talking about spice now and fear is fear is the mind killer and all these things that really impacted me when i read the book and to me that touches me that a new generation is going to find dune so that's out on the table i had a blast i'm a spice junkie uh i've gone back to the theater three complete times seeing it all the way through in the different large format mediums dolby atmos imax it is incredible um it is an incredible experience and i love feeling very immersed in it. I heard the editor speak about this film uh, complimenting Denis in his visual sense as in adding visuals that are are brain trees or mind trees and and what that speaks to is is having imagery that that starts in your brain like a seed and then flowers and and I think Denis has done that countless times in this film and there's imagery without words and where he sidestep exposition that even David Lynch just filled his movie with that really is some strong cinema and that's why we go to movies so not to belabor the point I love this movie and I give it four bones and I wear them around my neck with my stilt suit and I go out into the desert of cinema again and again with the knee. Can't wait to see what he does next with part two and it's going to be full action. So I hope people get, are getting excited right now and we're going to see more worms and whatever. So anyway, I'm curious to hear everybody else's thoughts. It's going to be all over the map. But to me, I'm a dreamer at heart. So Dune forever. Love and light. 
all around Walking through the summer's end Waves crash, baby, don't look back I won't walk away again Daddy was a dune freak.